Oh, greetings there, travelers. Welcome back to the end of the seven dice. It is standing. It is good. Not a single window destroyed. God damn it. It actually worked this time. You don't... Oh, you don't know how happy I am. I mean, a lot of the world's being consumed right now, but seriously, if I had to build this in one more time, I would have lost it. Wingover's right over there. Why don't you go ahead and go say hi? Greetings there, travelers. It's me, Wingover Gimbal, the very successful and famous name Bad. How are you doing today? Oh, right, you can't talk to me. I'm just in a good mood. My spells actually worked. I mean, my spells work a lot. Let me tell you, a lot. I've been on a lot of adventures and all that jazz, but it's just like they never work when I'm dealing with this damn Shining God business. Unfortunately, though, it looks like most of the planet has been consumed by Azathoth, I suppose. That's what it must be. We can see the tentacles now that are surrounding this planet. Well, we're not gonna let that get our spirits down, no siree. We're gonna pick ourselves back up and try to defend what's left of this world. That's right. We're getting near the end. Got the instruments. We're all good to go. Uh, unfortunately, our mailbox is destroyed, but at least we don't have to deal with anyone from Battle Bards. Ah, shit. Hmm. What is this rub... What is this run-down, grubby little restaurant? Disgusting! Why do I have to be here? My name is D'Artagnan Gold! I'm the richest person in this city! I shouldn't have to be here! Oh, you're from Battlebards, huh? They sent you. My father owns Battlebards. Or at least they should. They have a lot of money. This is unfair. I had to go get an education, so I chose Bard because it was easiest. This is unfair. I don't want to be in this grubby restaurant. Just... Just say the line. Say, say the line. If you want amazing sound effects performed by people like D'Artagnan Gold, best and richest person in the world, because most of the world is gone, then head on over to BattleBards.com where you can find these incredible sound effects and enrich your table. Hmm. Is that fine? Now you have to do all the sound effects. Really? Yeah. Alright, you just go sit over there. Yep, take out your loot. Perfect. You've got a lot of instruments. Alright, travelers. Well, I don't want to keep us too long on this. I want to dive right in. Okay. Death shift. They got the instruments. They all hugged. Sweet, beautiful moments. And now they're on their way back. What is going to happen to our dear travelers? And what surprises lie in store? Let us dive into Act 4 of the Ballad of the Chosen Few. I bring to you the Ivory Tower, Part 1. Hey, I'm Bright, and I'm playing Kalsar. Tiefling Paladin and Chosen of Yetifa. Hi, uh, I'm Humberto and I'm playing Bordon, Dwarven Cleric and Chosen of Time. I'm Evan and I'm playing Ronnie, the Half-Elf Bard and Chosen of Chaos. 
Hey, I'm Robert, and I'm playing MZ, the Gith Yankee Ranger. Chosen Blood. Hey, I'm Jason, and I'll be playing Drax here, the Dragonborn Artificer. The Chosen Machines. Previously on Battle of the Seven Dice, our heroes had a pretty good day. They got fed, went to a sweet party, they got Ronnie, collected the last instrument, and all in all, everything went well. They had even a hug. It was a beautiful moment. Ronnie received a lot of compliments, and the party is on their way towards Sanctuary. Unfortunately, Oridon reached out once, once more, more to his god, god Dumathoin, only, only to find Father, Father Matthews, Matthews on the other end of the connection. And Bordon, you're you're jolted awake, and from this this connection you had, and your eyes are kind of blearily like staring around, and you look outside, and you see like a little sparrow, and it's flying backwards. What? Okay. It's like, is it like, does it look like that's actually like time is going backwards or is it just like, it, it looks like it's an issue with time. So I just check, um, like I check outside, I check like inside the caravan, but like, you know, just to see if the group is. Yeah. Just like poke your head out kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. You see outside in the distance, and Drex here, since you're the one who's driving the caravan, you see this as well, that off in the distance this like snowstorm is rolling in from the north, and to the south it looks like this this like rainstorm is coming, and like they're almost coming to meet up towards this road that you're going on. And Drex here, you don't notice the whole time thing because you're a little distracted going like, what the hell's about to happen? Uh, but Bordan, you're looking out, you see this bird going backwards, you see a grasshopper jumping backwards, and then you also notice the storms. Would I notice Bordon sticking his head out the window? What's your passive perception? Eleven. No, you didn't notice him. Bordon, your head's out, your beard's whipping in the wind. <laughs> Here, and you're seeing all of this. I come into the main room of the caravan. Hey guys, I was just I was gonna make myself a second cup of tea, and then like I threw up my first cup of tea somehow and it went back into my cup. That was kind of weird. Well, that was weird too. Yeah, that and that totally happened. <laughs> Is it affecting like everybody but me? You don't notice it affecting you. You do see like the odd time like MZ set down something on the table then his hand went back up with it and then he set it back down. And like you see like Ronnie was bouncing a ball against the wall and then like the ball like reversed went back to his hand but he didn't seem to notice. So I get a coin, and then I just throw it upwards, you know? It, it works fine for you. Time, what is time? You don't know what to do. You can kind of feel it. Like, you know when the air's really cold, and it kind of feels like mm -hmm. the air's thick? Yeah. You can kind of feel that board on. Like, it's, it's almost, like, tangible around you. And, like, you, you can almost feel like... Like, you can grasp at the time around you. I mean... Regardless, like I don't know what to do 
to reverse that. That that's what I'm saying. You could just make like a check with your powers if you want to try to at least at the very least get a hold of it in your immediate area. Okay, I'll do that. Uh, what do I have to roll for it? That'd just be a caster check. So a D20 plus your proficiency plus your wisdom modifier. So I got 15 in total. It doesn't take very long, maybe like 30 seconds of you concentrating, but you feel like the rivers of time and they are chaotic. They are moving in ways that it's, you've never felt before. And you manage to just kind of concentrate on this area, concentrate more and more, and then you see like these weird time loop effects just stop happening to your friends around you. And the, the wagon's going, you still hear the sounds of the storms outside. You now feel at least around all of you, time, time's okay. And while you are kind of concentrating and connecting to that, that bit of divinity, you kind of realize something that the usually there's a lot of godly energy that flows into all things the gods are kind of a part of the natural order they help sort of shepherd things and keep things moving the god the goddess of nature kind of makes sure that the natural patterns continue and it seems like the gods hold on the natural order of things is slipping it doesn't seem to be, I mean, at least at the very moment, it doesn't seem to be dangerous. These storms are coming, and it'll be a little bit rough for Draxir sitting on top, but um, it, it doesn't seem to be um, that dangerous at the moment otherwise. So I don't know if Draxir has seen that, um, like the storm. So I'll just, I'll just warn Draxir that a storm is coming. Well, it's just some inclement weather. <laughs> weather. Weather. <laughs> the wet, the weather. <laughs> Uh, well, some wetter there, but all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden I reverted back to my movie. to my localized accent. <laughs> <laughs> Talking to my mother. Oh, you know, it's just a little bit of snow. Eh? I'll get through it. I'll just fine. I know. Um, <laughs> How's a boot deck? We're going fishing. <laughs> it's just some inclement weather board. On uh, you really think it'll be that bad? Seems like two two different weathers are going to <laughs> clash together. Did you do that on purpose? <laughs> No. Oh, it's like we're ruining it. <laughs> we have to talk better. Uh, we're making him dumber. Oh, man. No. Sorry, sorry, Humberto. <laughs> to be fair, I've mispronounced like almost everything I say, so you should be all right. So it seems like two two different weathers are going to to, to clash together. So to just be careful. You think we should stop here or keep going? I'm not. Like the weatherman, <laughs> I just think I just think like it may be dangerous. Um, it's a person with the green screen pointing at something. You see here, <laughs> <laughs> and, here and you see we have a south, there will be a fast front here. That's uh, that's gonna make things a little bit troublesome for uh, our friends over there. <laughs> there's, there's a two hundred percent chance of precipitation. Like it's coming, and we've never seen it before. So be careful if you're throwing a rock, because it's going to be um, ten times powerful in this section. I, I don't know exactly how this would work, but I'm going to kind of, like, try to make the horses go slower. I always ask this, but is animal handling a skill? Yeah, it is a thing. Okay, try that then. I got an eight. You're trying to get the horses to listen, and they, they are magical, so in a sense, like, they're, they're trying to listen to you, but they're also pretty panicked just at this, this strange phenomenon that's happening. 
And uh, so you can't seem to get them to slow down. If anything, it seems like they're they're speeding up a little bit more. You know that you're maybe a little under half a day's ride to Sanctuary. Well, I'll just kind of shrug and pretend I'm in like the, the Willy Wonka scene in the boat where they keep rowing faster and faster. <laughs> oh, Slugworth. <laughs> yeah. I'll see if I have like some sort of some sort of spell to deal with that. Mm. It would need to be like a ritual one because. I didn't prepare, you know, like a... Anything for this kind of <laughs> situation. Yeah, I spell against crazy weather. Well, Bordon's looking uh, at his spell list. What are the rest of you guys doing? Well, I have to go to the bathroom again because Bordon fixed time, right? You know, at that time, so... And it's, uh, <laughs> it's not fun going back in, let me tell you. I'll be right back. I have a question. Does it actually, like, feel cold outside? Not really. Like, it feels like there's a bit of a cold breeze coming from that direction. Okay. But from the other direction, it's more like a warm breeze. So it definitely feels like two different temperatures are, are coming your way. How about you, Enzi? What are you up to while Ronnie's bouncing a ball? I don't know what I'm up to. I guess I was just resting, maybe. Bornan, did you find a spell? I mean, I can try using Sanctuary, but it's a creature. Yeah, I don't think that'll really help much. I, I think, as long as Draxir makes a couple checks, I think you'll be fine. Oh, so if he's going to make some checks, I'm going to use Guidance on him? The must use Spell and Ballad. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Honestly. I do, I do want to try Detect Magic. You use Detect Magic and you're, you're trying to reach out. Aside from, you can feel a little bit of, like, divination from magic from Borodon. And, of course, like, the, the natural magics around you, but you don't feel anything magical about this weather. Hmm. Alright, I guess I'll just continue on. So, make me two handle animal checks. So that's a 16 for the first one, and a crit miss on the second. You're guiding the, the horses, and the storms kind of collide, and it's a lot. It's kind of hard to see. The rain is pouring down. You're, you're just trying to get a grasp on these horses as they're just sort of ripping through this storm. You have snow and rain, sleet. It's all just causing a mess. It's getting a little bit slippery on this road. You see some of the road in some places is even starting to wash out. Thankfully, you're, you're actually moving at a really good pace, so that isn't too much of an issue. As you're getting closer, you see the walls of Sanctuary, and you see like they have the gates closed, and there's a few people up top on the walls, and these horses are not slowing down. And they're screaming, like, stop, stop! And then you pull the reins, and the reins just unbuckle off the horses, and you're holding <laughs> onto the reins as the horses are running forward towards this wall. Whoa, hey now, we're supposed to stop here. You have a... Maybe like 30 seconds, whatever anyone wants to try to do. Um, I get, can I try using animal yep. handling then? Um, you know, like helping him? Are you, are you gonna try to like jump onto one of the horses <laughs> and then calm it down? <laughs> <laughs> you have those boots that let you leap further. Yeah. <laughs> It'll help you do the jump. Yeah, it means like it doesn't help, right? So when I see Borodon run forth, I'm uh -huh. going to use my Flash of Genius by uh, handing him the reins. I'll be like, here Borodon, you can get him! They are not attached to the horses at the moment, but you could go and attach them. Yeah. <laughs> so he gets a plus five. So, how, how do I roll that? 
I want you first make either an athletics or acrobatic right. check with advantage due to your boots. So it's 19, first one. Oh, nice. Bordon, what does this look like when you do this leap? Well, I do a somersault. <laughs> it's very <laughs> impressive. <laughs> it's like everyone gets a three. And it's in slow motion, <laughs> yeah. too. From Mons Regnum to Mons Rancher. Or uh, Michael in the yeah. office. He's just parkour. Parkour. <laughs> Support on you do this amazing jump and you land gracefully on the horses and make me <laughs> an animal handling check with the plus five bags here. Okay, twenty-eight. Oh my god! <laughs> you like scold these horses, <laughs> like, and they feel bad. They, they feel like they did. I'm like a horse whisperer. <laughs> yeah. You hook the reins up to the horses. You're telling them like you know they they managed to stop before the gate. You're telling them like I expected better from you. Like you know you need to act better and listen to Drax here. Like you know the horses are actually nodding to you, and <laughs> like, you're, you're petting the horses, and you you get back to uh, where the driver's seat is and with the reins. You you manage to stop before the gates, and they're the you see the guards are quickly trying to open up the gates. Oridon, that was amazing. <laughs> his hair and beard are like going in the wind <laughs> as the the cart starts slowly moving into the town one thing catches you very much off guard uh, the two of you since it, you're out like uh, on top of the, the wagon you see that there are a number of githyanki just wandering around in sanctuary like there is a a lot of githyanki you see there are also other people. You see, like, some goblinoid creatures, some gnolls and humans, but they all have these pure black eyes, and they have these these mandibles that are coming out of their mouths. Other people of sanctuary, like people who seem like regular citizens here, seem unnerved and a little like they're walking a little faster as they go past them kind of thing, but it, it seems very normal. And when the Githyanki uh, see the two of you, like, they see a lot of them are, are giving you nods and stuff as you're going and you even see a few red dragons sail over the city as they go towards landing in the bay oh fuck that's a your problem <laughs> well, I don't know what you want me to do <laughs> <laughs> remember that one time you tried to punch your sister that worked well <laughs> MC's not the best at solving problems he just ends them. No, fast. Got the best of punching problems, but not so He cleans up, you know? <laughs> His record is uh, not great. As you're you're going along, like, towards the headquarters, you're going to a different part of the city, you see that yeah, there are a lot of soldiers running around everywhere. You see, like, sanctuary, like, militia. You see, like, griffin riders are flying through the air. It just seems like the city is on incredibly high alert. But it also seems like they're working with the Githyanki and with the members of the Hive that are here. You see, uh, as you get up to the headquarters, there's the two Luminous guards who are, who are normally there, but they also have like another set with them. So there's, there's four guards in total as they're standing at the door. And they, they glance down, a little surprised, and you hear this echoing voice. Ah, Death Shift, you're back. Yeah, uh, um, yeah, oh, oh, what, oh, wow, what, what's going on, guys? Well, it's been a month since you departed to Geldspot. What? 
Mine? Yes. How's it been a month? You're like gone for a few days. They look at each other, and you can't tell if they're confused because they don't have any facial features, but you're guessing. It's been a number of days since you've been gone. We've been amassing troops and getting ready. Getting ready? Yes. Ready for what? We've received intel that there is an ivory tower that's appeared between Waterdeep and Neverwinter. What's the significance of this ivory tower? Well, when it appeared, a lot of creatures from the Far Realm started pouring from the general area. We've sent two different chosen groups to go investigate the situation a few weeks ago, and we haven't heard back. Astoria is inside with a few others, if you'd like to fill her in. Yeah, let's check in with Astoria. Yeah, we should go see. This sounds like the ivory tower of Pelgrith the Unclean. You step into the place, and there's there's a lot of people here. Before, it was a little bit barren when you had left to go to Geldspar, and now it is packed with people. You see there are more Githyanki and Hive here. You see there are other members of the, the chosen groups. You see um, the, what looks to be guards of Sanctuary are discussing things. You see other people who have different uniforms on that you don't quite recognize. You see other the some of the members of the Silver Shield are here, and just a, a lot of people are are wandering around, like talking to each other. And you see Astoria's around quite a large table where they have like a a map spread out on it. So you're you're all just like you kind of entered the room, and it's it's very loud. There's a lot of people around, and Astoria's just looking down at this map with a few others. You see Albedo's kind of like drifting along in the room. Uh, grabbing a few books from these towering bookshelves that make up the walls. I'm going to try and get Astoria's attention. So you kind of like shoulder your way through the crowd. A lot of people are looking over at you. And the the lot of you make it over to the table. And Astoria looks up. Deathshift, we we lost contact with you a while ago. Is everything okay? Like, you tell us. Have you looked outside? Does it look okay? I have not been outside for a day or so. I'm sorry, no. <laughs> Did you manage to locate the drum? You have. And you see, like, a lot of people hear this, and, like, they just start cheering, and everyone's like, yeah, we got this. That's fantastic news. That Okay, we we have a chance. Honestly, we, we didn't know what happened to you. We thought maybe Matthew's got you or, or something. Astoria... Before we continue, how do we properly use these instruments? At what time do we use them? What are the effects of these instruments? What is the whole point of getting these? We have to know what we're going into. You hear this sound, like this voice. It's reverberating. It's it's like a, a strange reverberating voice that all of you recognize as you hear truth speak up behind you. Those instruments will be used. Once you enter the land where the creature is from, and you see Truth is behind you, standing, and like a bunch of people look over and like they kind of jump because he wasn't there before. Greetings, Death Shift. <laughs> Whoa, didn't expect to see Truth here. Me neither. But what, what, what does that mean? There will be a time where you will step through a gate, a portal, a tear into the Far Realms. There you will see Azathoth. There you will see the grandeur and glory. And then you must set up these instruments. You must have them be at least 30 feet apart from each other. And all the instruments must be played and continuously played. That will seal Azathoth? 
this will lull Azathoth back into a sleep. The slumber will last as long as the instruments remain undisturbed. In that ivory tower that just came out, is that where Matthews and Doram are? The ghoulish one lurks in the ivory tower surrounded by the hordes of Doram Highfire. Doram Highfire remains elsewhere, but the tower will aid you. So this is it then? Yes. Do we have all instruments? Yep. Like there are four of them, right? Three. I mean, I've been playing this game for a while, but... I mean... <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a drum, a harp, and a horn. Okay, okay. This is it then. Our final stand against Matthews. It's time to end, Matthews. We have brought you a gift. And uh, he turns and you see the, the doors swing open. And you've seen night cons before. You've fought a number of them. You've watched me roll two ones with advantage and kill one of my night cons. <laughs> and so you, you're very aware of what these creatures are. These creatures look exactly like a Nightgaunt, except instead of the black skin, it is a pale gray. And they have feathered wings instead of bat-like wings. And you see a, a number of them are marching in, and you kind of like look out the door, and you see the street is, is filled with a bunch of them. This is a gift from the King in Yellow. God, this is incredible. What do you call these creatures? He looks at them and kind of cocks his head sideways. I'm not sure. We've never called them anything. They just always were. Are they light gods? <laughs> they are now. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. We're, we're calling them light gods. Yeah, these are light gods now. Okay. Yeah. I'm make a yeah. note of that because that was actually decided. pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, shit, that, that's, that's good, Drax here. High five. I declare the proper nomenclature light gods. Yeah. You gotta patent that when you uh, get home, buddy. I don't think it's patentable. <laughs> Not with that attitude. You can make anything in the Nostradamus Corporation. Should you make it? No. They didn't stop to ask whether they should. <laughs> yeah. Jeff Goldblum nods off to the side. Truth, uh, when you go back to talk to Truth, you don't see them anymore. Astoria is looking wide-eyed. She grabs her crutches and uses them to get back around to where all of you are. This is incredible. We have been... We've been amassing troops, getting ready to head to the Ivory Tower, but... This is... This is remarkable. Bordon, were you the one who's been affecting time? No. Hmm. Did it start to happen, like, when the Ivory Tower appeared? Yes. We figured you might have encountered something out there. Maybe you fought... You were fighting and you used your magic, and that's why time might have been going differently. If anything, though, it's been a bit of a blessing. We've noticed the time to the north has slowed significantly, whereas time, the further south you go, it's been increasing. That might explain why it seems like you've been gone so long. Like, I only saw this happening when we were approaching our sanctuary. Hmm. I wonder if it's just affecting the coastline, if there's something happening. I can, I can vouch for him. He actually has been messing with time recently. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, I basically don't use my time magic at all. Because <laughs> any time, you know, like, I'm, I'm thinking of doing anything. No, 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 you can't do anything because otherwise you're going to, re like, yeah. You get near the end, just abuse the hell out of it, right? <laughs> Reality's on the line. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, this is... I mean, even if it's not your doing, this is still working to our favor. It's given us a lot of time to gather troops. We've had the Gif Yankees show up. There was a, a leader, a, a Narmak. MZ, do you know this person? Yes, I know him. What's he doing? Oh, aside from being incredibly rude and entitled, he has been uh, taking up residence at the palace here in Sanctuary, and he's uh, he's brought soldiers to aid us in this battle. I mean, we could certainly use all the help we can get. Yes, well, the Githyanki will be a great help. The Hive has come along with them. They are people we've been fighting for so long, but... They don't like the upset to the natural order that Dorm has caused, and it's caused a fraction amongst their kind. We also have members. Uh, of course, the Sanctuary Army is going to aid us. We tried to call upon the people of Neverwinter, but it seems they're being besieged by the, the denizens of Waterdeep. Waterdeep has now become a city for the Shining God. We also have uh, soldiers from Baldur's Gate. We received message that people from... Halrua, we're sending flying ships our way. And now there's these light gaunts. Do you know of any other allies? I I still have some magic left that I could I could perhaps retrieve some people if you know of anyone. Ordon, what about the dwarves of Montregnum? Uh, like they are barely holding up. I, I don't think like bringing them would be I mean, not that they wouldn't be helpful. It's more of a they, they really, like, Morregnum really need them now. Okay, but here here's my, uh, here's my rebuttal. If we lose, everything dies. So, worst case, I mean, you might lose Monsregnum, but everything else could still be here. And you could build a new Monsregnum. Just trying to put things in perspective for you, buddy. Yeah, so let me put something else in perspective. We went to everyone's world but mine. I tried, like, I'm doing my best to, like, not delay everything. Can can I try, like, do you want to go, like, to Mon Regnum and, like, trying to, to enlist somebody? Sure, like, we can do that. I'm just, I'm just, you know, like, concerned that they need, like, yeah. I've seen how like Montregnum is is right now, and I'm concerned about their their safety. So I understand, Bordon. Uh, Drex here, maybe anyone from back home. No. Yeah. Maybe getting to recruit the Nostradamus Corporation into helping. I was going to say I think maybe we should contact the Nostradamus Corporation, but I think they'll want to be paid for it. So I don't know if you can offer them something, Astoria. I, I'm sure money is no object at this point. <laughs> yes, whatever whatever they need, as long as it's within... I, I mean, reason is being stretched at the moment, because like Kelsar said, everything is on the line, including the Nostradamus Corporation. They'll be destroyed if this doesn't work. I will I will work on contacting them and see, see what we can gather. Um, I mean, the, the way tracks here talked about them, they seem to be a little bit like well-off, right? They, I don't know if they actually care. They probably don't care about money. No, not not just money, like, I don't think they care about reality itself. It's just like chillaxing, right? So just like, uh, so just like Republicans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on following Ballad of the Seven <laughs> Dice now. <laughs> okay. 
for a while while you're in discussion of that. I guess after once she uh, story is done with that, uh, maybe we uh, discuss the, the the battle plan here. Of course. Like what the, how the battle's going to entail. We need to know. We need to know as much as we can about the un incoming battle, where the positions the soldiers are, any weak points that we could exploit. Of course. Does anybody want to come with me to talk to the Nostradamus? I can just open up a line of communication with magic. Otherwise, uh, I can do this on my own. I can come with you, Storia. I've spoken to them before. Perfect. We'll just head on over to my office then. And uh, she starts heading out of the way. Uh, she grabs her crutches and just starts moving towards her office. And the rest of you, you're looking at this map, and it's like a full map of Faerun, which is like kind of like a weird laughing dinosaur head off to the side. But other than that, it looks like honestly two-thirds of the map are just covered in white paper. And you see like off to the, the sea, the kingdom of Evermeet, and a little bit of like the jungles of Chalt have been covered. The coast still like there's there's a fair amount of room away from the coast. And you see like it's it's cut in half and you see like there they mention the kingdom of Halrua, you see it down to the south. It has like mountains protecting the entire thing. You see it's it's already lost a portion of its mountains. You see the kingdom of Cormir is being eaten into. The Great Glacier is pretty much gone. And they have this map set out and you see uh, over just up between Waterdeep and Neverwinter, they have this little figurine set up that is a, a little tower. And you see that there are like a number of little miniatures set up for all these monsters around it. You see on top of the tower they have this this skeletal looking dragon figurine that they've set up there. And you see over at Sanctuary there is uh, quite a few figurines set up. You see one representing Gith Yankee, Red Dragons, Hive, Sanctuary, uh, Silver Shield, Chosen, Baldur's Gate. And you see they they have a number of like it looks like regular ships, and then uh, but they're they're moving over land towards sanctuary. It seems like best course of action would be trying to us death ship to avoid as much conflict as possible with the the ground and air units and try to save as much energy as we can for the fight with Matthews. Yeah, I don't think we would get into any trouble, right? I mean. Hopefully not, but considering how we operate lately, we have to stay completely focused. Uh, we should maybe ask for Storia when she comes back, seeing if we can get any stealth potions, anything that can conserve our energy for the, for the fight ahead. Healing items, any, anything of the sort. Draxir, while you're, you're going with Astoria, you open up the door into her office and she leads you in. She sits down on her chair, sets her crutches off to the side, and starts concentrating you see this this portal start forming and you see like a almost this energy sort of outline this rectangular window you see the energy is swirling in the center and then it slowly starts focusing and you see there is uh, Ramirez the tiefling you talked to before hey Draxir how's it going hitting up the tail end of that war huh yeah, it could be better over here I'm gonna need another favor other favor. Well, what can we do for you here? We love helping our employees. We're going to need some arms if you can send any ships, any men to help fight this war. Mm. Yeah, we have a few prototypes we're just looking at. Uh, 
I don't want to say get rid of because that leaves a bad taste, you know, we're not saying we're giving you our trash, but these are very useful prototypes, we just don't have the storage for them anymore. Uh, they're ST3V3 models, we got a number we can send your way, they're equipped with heavy artillery, uh, maybe even send, yeah, we, we, we can send a few ships to fly things around, that's no problem at all, a couple, couple dropship-like like things, yeah. Yeah, but we're, we're, we're gonna need something, though, if you don't mind. What are you hoping to get in exchange? You all have a very interesting last of their kind. I believe the name is, let me look through my notes, uh, Albito. Yeah. We would love Albito to join the family here up in the Nostradamus Corporation. Uh, preferably they, they come now so we don't lose them in the war. Yeah, just in case, you know, <laughs> just in case. I look over at Astoria and go, well, what do you think of that? She seems a little taken back. Um, I mean, this is, this is Albedo's choice, but it's a great source of information and wisdom, but at the same time, this might be for the best. We can ask Albedo. All right. We'll, uh, we'll get back to you. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Anytime. Uh, I'm here at work, you know? It's fine. <laughs> of course. All right. Yeah. Well, you know what? We'll just start getting this stuff ready and, uh, just... You can, well, we can even uh, contact Albedo and like we'll, we'll make this stuff happen. We'll, we'll make things work. But if you just want to go ahead and grease those cogs and make it a little bit easier for us, that'd be great. All right. Thanks, Ramirez. Yeah, of course. Have fun, Drax here. You too. And then the, the connection fades and Astoria just looks over at you. That was weird. Well, this is how the future does business. They're just so okay with this whole war. See, that's, that's what I was talking about. <laughs> they don't care. I, I don't understand how they're just so relaxed. That This is... Nothing's really a personal threat to them. Honestly, I feel like I want to be there right now if it's that safe. <laughs> 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 Alright, um, let's... We'll talk to Albedo and get this sorted, I guess. Alright. You you head back to the main room and Albedo's just handing out a few books to people as they, they float on by. Ah, greetings, Traxia, Astoria. Albedo, how do you feel about a very lucrative and technologically inspiring reassignment? I'm not sure I follow. Are, aren't we getting ready for the war? Yes, and... That's precisely why we're talking to you. We spoke to the Nostradamus Corporation, who have many arms and a lot of power, and for some reason, they would like you to join their team in exchange for this firepower. Ah, they're just kind of floating there. Their, their tentacles are moving around. I, I feel guilty about leaving the war, but I will confess that I'm not precisely looking forward to it. Would it be wrong of me to go? I think if anything, it would be a great help. Don't get me wrong. We appreciate you here, but they're going to send us a lot of power, like unprecedented amounts for this world. I don't think you have quite that in you. We'll miss you, though. Very well. I, I will go back to my chambers and contact them. Thank you, Hobito. Best of luck with this war. Do I see Astoria and Drexir? Yep. 
Can I motion to Astoria and uh, talk to her for a bit? Yeah. She, uh, like Albedo, comes in, wraps tentacles around the two of you. And it, it feels weird and kind of tingly, like electricity is running through you a little bit. And then Albedo just sort of floats and drifts down the hall. And you motion to Astoria and she she comes over to your way. Yes, Kelsar? I've been looking over the map and I have some questions regarding this fight. Is there any resources that you can offer us that can uh, hopefully get us through the main battle a bit? Because we're going to need to be able to avoid conflict as much as possible to save our energy for um, fighting with Matthews. We've all fought Matthews before and he's extremely powerful. And even with what we have now, I I don't know if it'll be enough to defeat him. Honestly, we... The plan was very different before you arrived, but now that you're here, it's... It's going to be our main focus to send you to this tower, so everyone's going to be working to keep you safe. If these ships do indeed arrive from Halrua, then perhaps we'll, we'll place you on one of those and we'll just aim to protect the ship and spearhead it through to the tower. What about inside the Ivory Tower? Is there any, uh, is there any units in there that we should be concerned about? We sent two groups of Chosen ahead as sort of a a scouting group to investigate and deal with the tower. We didn't know Matthews was there, but uh, we haven't heard from them. It's possible they're they're hunkered down there. Or dead. Mm. They could be dead. So we also have to consider the possibility of making the choice of, do we look for um, for the chosen group inside the tower and potentially get more help against Matthews, or do we but at the same time, we risk losing, expending a lot of the fighting energy we have. Like, am, am I hearing this? Yeah, you're like all at the table now. So I'll, I'll just say, if like we know Matthews, and we do, he'll probably just heal them. Because they will resurrect, right? This is a good point. Yeah, like, like the biggest chance is that they will be looking for us to kill us, right? That's a good point. So we have to go directly to Matthews. You, There's a person who walks through the crowd, and all of you have seen her before, but not not in this recent sort of uh, look, I should say, or appearance. You see Chenille walk forward. She has these glowing blue runes, and Kalsar, you, you're already aware, like you've, you met her off to the side, and talk to her before Death Ship to come back from Homor. And you know that she is the new vessel for Yegditha. Her soul wasn't strong enough like Kelsar's to stay unique an individual away. And Yegditha's was too weakened to remain in control. So they've merged as one being. She walks over, her eyes are glowing this blue color. These runes are all over her face and body. She walks up to the table. Death shift. I can aid you, if you'd like. I can come into the tower with you, or I can be a part of the fighting forces to hold off the enemies. Hmm. Weren't Yigditha with my sister? Sorry, wasn't 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 she with my sister? Uh, this is Chenille. Oh, Chenille. Yeah, sorry, not Yigditha. Sorry. Yeah, Chenille was with your sister, but um, Kalsar saved her from. He, he saved Chenille from another world and brought her back, but he, he didn't see Yolanda there when he came back. Okay, so 
maybe maybe we can find Yolanda to help us. You see, uh, Shania looks down and she puts her hand on your shoulder board on. Uh-oh. We may still be able to save Yolanda. Huh. But Yolanda has been captured by Dorum. There's still a chance, though. Don't give up. We're going to get her backboard on. We really have to. Like, we will. We believe Dorum has Amelia, Yolanda, and other plane walkers enough to complete this. That's why those tentacles were breaking through. Is Dorum in the ivory tower as well? Or is it just Matthews? It's just Matthews, but we believe this ivory tower will help lead us to where Dorum is hiding. So time is of the essence for everything then? Well, at the moment, time is slowed in the north, so we have a little bit of give. Hey, Ditha. Schneel. She turns towards you. I, uh, I know we've had our disagreements in the past week. Why? Constantly. But this is, um, this is it. Like, the, the, we have to, we have to win no matter what. So I'm willing to put aside that so we could fight this battle. And I pulled out my hand to, for a handshake. She grasps yours and that familiar feeling, that energy that you used to have inside you for so long. It, you feel it, it just kind of coat your hand for a minute. And she pulls away her hand. We will work as a group. If you wish, I can come with you and help you confront Father Matthews. I still have some power. But if you want me to be more with the other units, I can aid them there. I'll leave it to the rest of the group. To decide that? Yes. Do you think that Yigditha would be helpful? Like, I know Shanil would, but um, can we trust Yigditha? Do we have a choice? Yes, like we can just not bring her with us. It's either that, or we have less of a chance of succeeding. And considering how Matthews literally annihilated us twice, (laughs) I think we need all the firepower we can get. You do know that Matthews has been consistently trying to kill Yagditha. Yeah. And let's face it, he, Matthews and Yagditha don't really necessarily get along. It's not likely that Yagditha would betray us in the middle of Matt fighting Matthews. No, I know, but why Why is Matthews... Why, why, why does he want like to take Yagditha? Like, is it just like killing Yagditha? Or is it like... If I had to take a guess at this... It would be that we know that Matthews, or the ghoulish one, has taken over some, what was it, some cleric, and that's where some of the powers have come from. So if I had to guess, I would say the ghoulish one wants Yagditha, because Yagditha is a god, and that's a whole new powerful vessel for him. But Yagditha doesn't have a body, right? That's why... Like, they used Kelsar, and now um, Chenille for that, right? We're also not dealing with something that's human either, right? Like, we don't know what the Ghoulish One actually looks like. It's just he's, the Ghoulish One has taken this cleric as a vessel. So you think that just because Yagitha is, like, weaker now, then the Ghoulish One would be able to 
take over Yegdita. So maybe taking Yegdita with us, maybe it's not the best idea. Maybe just leaving Yegdita as far away as possible is, you know, like, it's the thing that we should do, right? Or, I mean, you guys understand, like, I'm, I'm not crazy, right? Or perhaps a strategic lure. If Matthews really wants to kill Yagditha so bad, then why don't we use that to our advantage? That's a good idea. We could set up a trap. I don't think we have, like, enough power to, to prevent Matthews, like, taking whatever it wants, right? Or do we? Well, we're gonna have to. I mean, we have a choice. I'm, I'm just asking, like... What choice? Do, do we, we either give... We either not use everything we have at our disposal and potentially lose badly again, or we use everything we have and we can defeat Matthews for good and fight Dorum as well. We still have Dorum to fight. This isn't really a time to be picky. <laughs> I mean, it's not about, like, being picky. It's about, like, making the right decisions. Oh, for fuck's sakes. And I just... I just storm off. There's one thing I'd like to know. Uh, I'm kind of turning to Astoria asking this. Mm -hmm. Do you have any idea who Helgrith the Unclean is or was? Yes. Helgrith the Unclean used to be an archangel. Fallen. They were disgusted by the mortal races and wished to have them cleansed. And uh, the group, the Sacred Flame, were the ones who stopped Pelgrith, and that was Dorum's old adventuring party. I see. That's who that tower is named after. That was his tower. He brought it to the mortal realm to begin his siege. It's a celestial tower. It, it is filled chock full with divine power. Interesting. I turn to Borodon and I just say, like, I agree with you. Right? I mean, I'm just concerned that if, if Matthews is, like, actively trying to get Yagdita. I mean, maybe it's not the best the best strategy to give, like, to bring Yagdita to, to him. We're already struggling with him. It would not be good if he got the body of a god or whatever whatever you want to call it. I mean, mm. Whatever. Fine, fine. I just... Alright, that we can leave Shaniel slash Yagdita behind. And I will remain with the ground units, and I will help defend the ship. Thank you. Of course. Yeah. Thank you, Lady Diva. Astoria. Yes? Do you have any items for, any provisions for us for an oncoming battle? Any healing items? Anything to enhance our fighting power? You can definitely have some healing items set up for you. A lot of the materials have been supplied to a lot of the forces, but... Uh, we can we can get some some healing items for you. Thank you. We're gonna need everything we can get. So maybe you have like some magic items. That... <laughs> mm. Anything to add 10 AC to me? Okay, I'm not <laughs> giving you that. What's left for us to do? Well, we're just waiting on the ships from Halrua, and I guess now the ships from the Nostradamus Corporation, and then we'll. We'll start getting ready to move. And with that, you hear uh, the doors open up to the back, and you hear, Oh, hi! There's Ronnie! You still owe me three copper! <laughs> yes! 
And you look over and you see Steve dressed in these beautiful fine silks. <laughs> and he has this little crown off on the side of his head. And he has these golden chains all over him. <laughs> Sorry, who are you? Let's be Steve. No. No, Steve would have my bags. What? No. Did you have a- <laughs> I didn't have any bags. What? No. Why would I hire you to not carry my bags? Well, you left. You left me trapped under a building. Uh huh. No, no, you owe me three copper. I'll give you three copper when I get my bags. What? <laughs> I don't understand. I uh, I walk up to Steve and I just take my wallet and I give him three copper and I say like. Look, Steve, there's a lot you gotta catch up on, and I really don't have time for this, so... Here's your three copper, it's great to see you again, and, um, what's with the fancy clothes? He grabs these three copper, and he's just, like, a single tear rolls out of his eye. I finally got it! It took so long! Uh, oh, these, these are just my morning clothes, I just, you know, I just dress up sometimes. I brought the ships, though. Wait, hold, wait, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hmm? Ships? Ships? Are you? Are, yeah, from Halrua. I brought my merchant fleet. Oh, okay, cool, cool. So, did you be? Like, what happened? What happened, dude? Like, did well, you? Well, since I last saw you, you know. Well, I was a mayor for some time in a little town in a swamp. Then I found a gold mine and a literal gold mine. Then I I, I bought it. Just kept, you know, making more money and starting businesses. And before I knew it, I was in Hellrua and I, I was buying flying ships. Coolzy. I'm very, I am very proud of your Reichs of Riches story, uh, Steve. We definitely need to celebrate this after we save the, save the universe. <laughs> What's happening to the universe? I noticed we're starting to lose stuff, but... Well, I, I brought ships. <laughs> the... The universe is very sick right now, Steve, and we could sure use your ships to help us with uh, to make the, the to make the universe feel better. Well, that seems like too much above my head. But could I roll? Could I roll to persuade him? Yeah, I mean, he brought the ships for you guys to use. He's, he's specifically the person from Halrua. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. oh, so I don't need to. Steve no. is the ship tycoon. Yeah. Yeah. This ship should be ready for uh, for tomorrow. They just gotta restock. Awesome. You you are a blessing in this battle, Steve. It's great to have you on board. There's a battle. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, let's uh. <laughs> we got much more. I'm gonna go get a flyer. We got a lot more preparation to do before uh, before we head in, into this. This one person comes up and like they they're carrying supplies and handing them out and they they come up to you all who are standing there and they give each of you three potions. What are the the ranks of healing? What's the highest one? I think it's uh, the biggest one. I think is like a mass heal. Is that what it's called, or am I thinking three point five? There's healing, greater healing, superior healing, and supreme healing, aka yes. sour cream. Yeah, we'll go Supreme. We'll pull that in from some <laughs> I don't think that exists anymore, no. I think it's just like healing and uh They still have potions like potion levels. Oh okay. but like the healing itself is just like a single spell. Okay, okay. Supreme is ten D four plus twenty. We'll give you one supreme and two superiors. 
Potion of Supreme Healing, 10d4. Plus 20? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then the, the Supremes are 8d4 plus how many? 8. I would get some elixir though. You know, like that, the one that heals everything. Oh, like for Final Fantasy. Oh, like a lesser, a lesser restoration. Mm. That how it's called? Uh, they have the that like cures like paralysis and stuff, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I have lesser restoration, and yeah, it does um, uh, paralysis if you've been deaf and blind. And I still have potions of regular healing from like a long time ago, apparently. <laughs> There you go. It's a bonus action and drink a potion. I'm like doing the uh, RPG players that like saves everything for like a really dire situation. Kalsar, like, Ronnie lost both his legs. We might need those healing items later. They'll give you uh, three potions of Lester Restoration so you can split them up amongst yourselves if it wants them. And then Greater Restoration uh, does all that plus uh, Charmed or Petrified uh cursed you can do any kind of reduction to somebody's ability score you can heal that and one effect that's reducing uh, someone's hit points what do you think should carry which i think it should be shared to you also mz it's just because yeah just because you guys died right yeah we're we're gonna be in the front lines of this fight too yeah so uh, I'll get one, and MZ will get one. I I have the spell. I have the spell, so it could be useful to somebody else. And not not to be selfish or anything, but maybe I should get a couple. So selfish. Yeah. I'm very unlikely to be afflicted by special conditions because of a bunch of things I have. So. Oh okay. I'm gonna be like right there, taking the brunt of it. I'm gonna try and hold off Matthews with everything I got. So. Yeah. And Cloney has that warding bond to make someone extra tanky. I hope he uses it. But he might not, because it is Cloney. Who's Ronnie actually going to help us? Ronnie helps. Just in his own ways. Like, I think he only memorized uh, Charm Person. That's the only spell like he has memorized. I got Stink Cloud, too. Uh, I just stopped. <laughs> <laughs> I just stopped for half that time when I was clone running because I didn't have any other spells. I got invisibility too, but it's not like I get like a whole big <laughs> book of spells. I got really get like a couple of them per level. Yeah, maybe. I don't know like the bard spells. They're not great, and um, they're more like supportive, right? Yeah, they're like a couple supportive and. I mean, I could, could have taken, like, Magic Missile or something, but I kind of figured that wouldn't be very fun to use, because it's just fucking Magic Missile. Or even Strong Raid. Well, or I mean, stuff like like in that, that kind of, just, like, direct attack. Because we already have, like, you doing direct attacks. And so if the combat in this, in this thing was, like, eight people just saying, I use Fireball, like, that's not super entertaining. <laughs> Let me take a look, because I probably... Let me see what I took. I might actually have new spells, because I would have gone up those levels when I wasn't there. So I think my highest level spell is fourth level. Do we have six now? Oh, you have to choose them. Yeah, yeah, you have to choose them. Yeah, so you don't get... And you only get, like, a cup, like a couple. Like, I think I have, like... I don't know what my highest level spell is right now, but I probably have one slot of it. So I get to pick one of those spells 
forever. I can't like choose which ones I prepare. You guys are all level twelve, right? Eleven. Yeah. I'm... Make sure you level up your size uh, to level twelve for the next session. Like, don't worry about this session. You'll be okay. Is there anything that you guys had questions on, wanted to do, or like? Oh, sorry. I have rest lesser uh, restoration as well. That's good. You have pretty much uh, like a day because like the the ships aren't going to be restocked and everything until until like a day passes. So. You have some time. Is there any questions you had? Um, Who is your daddy and what does he do? I dance the fireman. <laughs> and Arnold is sitting there just asking you questions because uh, it's not a tumor. <laughs> is there anything we can do like, like with with our equipment? Like, can we maybe get some upgrades, maybe just in case? Or well, we we gave you. Some of the best stuff that we had, but it's possible if you wanted to take the chance, you could try using some of the instruments. Ooh, uh... <laughs> we have the book, right? The book that, um... You do have the book. Yeah, like that Ronnie, like from Ronnie. Maybe we should... Oh, yeah, the book. Yeah, shouldn't we, like, show it to Storia? Yes. Yeah, that might be a good idea. Huh. <laughs> Maybe we can have, like, a refrigerator with, like, machine gun arms that can shoot down. <laughs> That's pretty much what the ST3v3s are. Yeah. Here's a can of worms, Astoria. You show Astoria the book? Yeah. Yeah. So you pull up this book, and Astoria looks at it. Wow. Where did you get this? Yeah, ask Ronnie. Don't remember. Uh, I think someone gave it to me. Fuck. <laughs> 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 This is old. This is very old. This is this is someone's uh, collection, so to say. Who has been studying this a lot? None of us. Like I, I know what it, it is about, but we we really prefer not to to touch it. You know, like not to meddle with it, like meddle with it, um, because like we didn't want to summon demons, right? Well, I mean, there's more than demons in here. There's all sorts of creatures. Some of them probably aren't evil. Some of them definitely are. But this book it appears to be attuned to one of you. I don't know who, though. Please not, Ronnie. Please not, Ronnie. Please not, Ronnie. Is there a way to figure out attunement? I'd let you... This drags here. You're, you're pretty... Yeah. I mean, the class is all about making items and attuning them right away. Yeah, you're you're pretty into like the whole magic item crafting. I'll let you make a like an arcana check if you want. All right. Oh wait, wait. I'll use uh, guidance. That's a crit miss. Uh, Oh fuck. (laughs) You are lost. You were looking at this book, and while you're holding it, it, it's it's like starts to flip open, and you close it. (laughs) Um. Yeah, I have no idea who this might be attuned to. And it's trying to open right now. I'll see your hands. I'm really, really holding it shut. <laughs> like, I asked Rexer, can, can I can I take a look? I mean, maybe it's just like more on the religious side. I hastily hand it over. I'm like, yep, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then I, I tried like to keep it shut like the best I can. Make me a strength check. Oh, come on, Lucas. Just a book. You think so? So, and I got 16 as well. So, I'm... so you're holding this book closed for now. And it is, 
it's fighting you, but you you got a grip on it. Of course. I'd like my fancy arm. Um, okay, so I'll use. So should I should I keep using um, Arcana, or should I try like Religion? Because I said I would use Arcana, right? To try to figure out who this is attuned to. Yeah. Uh, it would be Arcana. Knowledge of the Ages and Lucas. That's I think like the second time that I'm using this spell. It's a skill. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah, like like Knowledge of the Ages will give me proficiency in yep. one. Yeah. Yeah, you can use that. So how does it go again? Because I mean I don't have Arcana, Arcana, right? So that would be your intelligence plus your proficiency. Is Knowledge of the Ages oh, would cool. give you temporary proficiency. And I got a 10. You're not entirely sure, but you think you think it might be you. Uh, uh-oh. Because you've been reading it a lot. I mean, not reading, like... Just, like, researching it and spending yeah. time around it. And then I say, yeah, so this, this burden is probably mine. Like, it's, I think it's attuned to me. This ain't the book I chose, but rather the book that chose me. Is that <laughs> book trying to open itself? Clearly. I mean, we're all here. Do you want to see it? <laughs> she seems curious. She's looking at it. The story is such a bad influence now. I mean, that's a very nice way to end a campaign, right? I mean, sure. And then I just... I don't think there's going to be a god in there, Ordon. <laughs> okay. It only takes one of us to die. <laughs> but I, I opened the book. I mean, I don't care anymore. Mon, Mon Regnum is fine. You know you have to read the name of the creature to bring it out, right? Oh, okay, yeah. You have to read it true. out loud. I think the last creature we saw was Baba Yaga, right? Uh, you saw Baba Yaga. Uh, Draxir saw a tapir that eats dreams. Enzi saw, like, a spirit that lives in a tree that puts people into an eternal slumber. Oh, eternal slumber. So the, the book opens... But you see uh, a being made up of many wings and eyes. You see written beside it is uh, words that are written in celestial. Be not afraid! (laughs) Or or just Steve. If it is celestial, can I try reading? Uh, I mean, I don't don't have... Do I have celestial? Um, Common, dwarvish, elvish, and goblin that I never used. Because, I mean, I thought there would be goblins, but clearly glo- goblins are the weakest creatures <laughs> in the world. In the campaign. Can I rate it? Because I'm technically celestial. Yeah, sure, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, you you look at this, and it, it reads, Here lies Pelgrith the Unclean. Oh, ooh. so I tell that to them. What do you say? I say, so, um, this, uh... I won't say the name, but I'll say that it blank the unclean. The unclean? So is it, like, bad? I mean, clearly, right? I don't know, maybe he just doesn't shower. What the fuck should I know? It's the angel from that ivory tower. Oh, that's definitely bad. So, Lucas, do do I know this creature? Can I, like, roll, like, a religion, or...? You were told by Astoria that it was an archangel that fell from heaven. So it is a, aka, demon. No, it's an angel still. Yeah, I mean, just like Lucifer, right? 
Well, he's not evil. He's neutral. He just... Yeah. He he thought that the mortal races just shouldn't exist anymore because every time the mortal races get into something, they cause problems. So he figured that maybe it was time for the mortal races to be done and just leave the universe in peace. I don't disagree with this creature. <laughs> That's sort of like a bad thing. Um. Honestly, the whole reason this is happening right now, the whole universe is ending, is because of the mortals. The same mortals that stopped him. He raises some good points. Welcome to this episode's Nihilism Corner. <laughs> so I asked, like, do you guys want to, to strike a bargain with this creature? Because, I mean, it clearly wants the universe. I mean, if, if, it, th- if it thinks that... Um, I mean, of course, it's our fault and all of that. But, I mean, if there is nothing anymore, like if it's all consumed by, like, an old god, I mean, he would go to right i mean like this creature would be dead too do you guys want to to give it a shot what do we have to lose our lives our headquarters um i can go on on the wings of an angel <laughs> Take the wheel. i need i need like the group's input because i'm not going to do this uh by myself here's the factors here if we do it he <laughs> <laughs> doesn't even care anymore he, yeah. <laughs> it's all about the XP if we summon it it could be crazy and kill all of us or it could be good and help us kill Matthews So, I, I think it's neutral right so that, that, that's why I'm saying like maybe we can strike a bargain with it I guess we could try why don't we ask Astoria if uh, she would be comfortable with Helgrith something something being summoned Pelgrith the Unclean. <laughs> the Unshowered. The Unscrupulous. <laughs> well, I think perhaps a little bit away from others. This might not be a... Mm, I can't say terrible idea, but this might not be the worst idea. I'll say that much. Yeah, there's definitely one worse ones out there. I don't know if he would help us, and I don't know if he did help us, what would happen keeping him in this plane, but it's an option. I do have planner... No, it's not planner binding. It's banishment. Hmm. Yeah, you could you could banish him for some time. I think it, like, if I banish him, it's just banished until he he's summoned back, right? Yeah, or he finds some other way to the material plane. Yeah, but it's, it's not prepared, though. I mean... We can do this tomorrow. We can. Yeah, you can sleep on it. We can prepare and maybe set a place away from civilians where we can try to summon this being and see if they can aid us. I think that's a good idea. What do you guys think? I agree. It's worth a shot. Yeah, sure, why not? Stop right there. Me? What's up? I need you to deliver a note to someone. Okay, we're, uh, there's kind of like a war that we're preparing for. Are you serious? Are you questioning me? 
I am the ghoulish one, one of Dorum's grand generals. Are you telling me that I can't send a letter? No, 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 it's fine, it's fine, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay, uh, what am I sending? You're going to bring this to Bernard Busybody. Oh, I love Bernard. Where's Bernard? In Sanctuary. But... But that's like two weeks away. That's really far. I don't even have a horse. You will find a way. But how? Now. I'm going, I'm going. I swear, the sooner I get off this planet, the better. I just have one last soul to collect. And then I'll be done. And look at Steve. Little rags to riches story. It's always nice when something goes well for someone. So many people just end up... You know, incinerated, eaten by monsters, slashed down, jailed, captured by demons and brought to some strange dimension to be tortured forever. It's always so difficult for people in the world, and it's just nice when somebody manages to have a few things that really work out for them. Good for Steve. If you'd like to keep supporting our show and help us out, head on over to the iTunes or the Spotify's, if that's what you use, and leave us a five-star review. The algorithm sucks. Let me just tell you and be straight up. The algorithm is absolutely terrible, so when you get anything less than five stars, it screws you to hell. So, that's a little secret about these stories, travelers. When you give other stories less than five stars, it screws them in the algorithm. Hooray! Learning about things. We also have a Patreon. If you enjoy uh, hearing more tales of Ballad, you want some one-shots, some adventure journals, all that sort of good stuff, some audio dramas, head on over to our Patreon, and you can hop on there for as low as a dollar a month. Hooray, again. We also have a brand new shirt in our Ballad store, so go check it out. We have all sorts of wonderful designs in there. Get yourself some sweet Ballad merch. It's our Threadless store. If you go to the Google machines and put in Threadless, Out of the Seven Dice, it'll pop up. Or if you head on over to our... What the hell's a website? If you head on over to our website, you can go and search up Out of the Seven Dice and click Store in the upper right-hand corner. Alright, travelers. I deserve some good time off. I'm gonna go get myself a beer. That'll be all, travelers. I bid you all adieu.